right, everybody. Welcome to Yep, It's Still This Week. Joining us, um, a returning guest, but first-time solo guest, Chris Bayo of uh, of Bayo, and also um, Vampire Weekend. Uh, welcome back to the pod, man. It's good to be back. It's been two years, three years, quite yeah, possibly something like that. Quite possibly. I mean, I think December 2018 was the the Vampire Weekend episode. Twenty December 2018 sounds about right. Yeah, that's definitely it. I um, I actually I listened. To get ready for today, I listened to when Ez was on in December, and I appreciated uh, speciesism and the privilege of the dog coming back up, because <laughs> he, he went now deep that we discussed us. that all together the first time I was on. He went real yeah. real deep on us that episode. I remember going oh, full yeah. philosophy mode with him. Ezra, Ezra loves to come on this podcast and talk about uh, the ethics of eating dog meat. Yeah, <laughs> which I actually am interested um, in. By the way, and new out al- new album. I I I mean we'll we'll plug we'll plug it at the end. But love uh, do want to get that out of the way and say that I I loved I love the new album, Dead Hand. Thank Dead you. Hand Control. Me too. I was just listening to it myself. Just listened to it in full yesterday, and this is with this is the the official uh you know YBS endorsement. <laughs> Thank so. you. It means a lot to me, guys. Yeah, it came out on Friday, and. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's it's so different to like put a record out right now because it's kind of like just out and then I'm sitting at home. It's a it's a unique experience, I guess. <laughs> Don't take this yeah. the wrong way, but I'd like the audience to know that you're very much sitting at home. Like you're in a like an Irish style sweater and you have a huge <laughs> beard. Uh this is a new addition to you. Uh you have a l- very big beard. And um you know, I'm not going to give you a location right now, but you're out in nature. And um, it really looks like you just rolled in from the meadow. Um, you look very, <laughs> you look very at peace right now, kind of uh, Hobbit esque, I'd say, is your style. Um, and I, I like I, it. I'm really into I, it. I appreciate that. I um, yeah, I stopped shaving. Uh, stopped getting my hair cut. I yeah, I'm, I'm out in nature. I do think that like, like my um. My my face is starting to rebel against this beard. I just got this like disgusting boil, and it exploded last night. So like, um, Jesus Christ! Wow. It, yeah, it ex- I like I it's I took a shower and it exploded, which was nice. But I I do think you know I haven't sh- I haven't shaved since yeah like August, and I'm and I'm ready. I I think I'm kind of in the this is the late stage of this this part of my mm-hmm. life of having this big dumb beard on my face because like my face is rebelling against me. Yeah, you did you did cover the boil in the pre-interview, so I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we got I we're like we got to we got to you know, you can talk the album, you can talk about it. You you don't have to talk about it whatever, but we got to get to this boil stuff. Yeah. <laughs> first 5 minutes, first 5 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you have a you have about 20 minutes of boil material that we got to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you did give us some um some listening material, and um, for better or for worse, I dove in last night. I mean, you have a range of topics that you want to talk about today, which I'm glad. I'm glad you plugged your album uh, up top because we're about to hit the audience with some very questionable music not related to you. Um, but yesterday, uh, I, I listened to one of your suggestions, um, a, po- a podcast um, that I'm sure we're gonna have to listen to a couple clips of, but. Man, I listened to it on the way home, and I have a lot of thoughts. I need <laughs> emotional support after listening to this. Yeah, so I, I guess I did want to come with like topics to to discuss and, and just kind of go over some things. And I had been just um, 
maybe it's because I had an album coming out, but I was sort of just thinking a lot about uh, kind of the obligation and need to post to promote your album. Yeah, uh, right. And that, 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 like, especially, you know, this is my third solo record. There's four Vampire Weekend records. And I have a friend who, um, he's also a musician, and he kind of got a new manager recently who has, like, a social media specialist. Um, and, and he would post, I would love these videos he would post of just his friend playing um, The Scientist by Coldplay on piano. Just, like, no context, just, like, his friend playing The Scientist, which is a beautiful song. And, and he got this new manager, and his manager said, listen... No more inside jokes on your social no media. More like, this is stop out. posting the scientist. Um, <laughs> like we, it, it, inside jokes should be left for inside. And like I, f- I feel for for a manager trying to get like uh, an artist to to post something that'll that'll go viral or, or something like that. But I just it, it got me thinking a lot about how um, certain musicians like what 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 their use of hashtags are and and how they go about promoting their music and i got really into um sort of middle-aged male actors with side music projects and they're kind of like use of hashtags and and so yeah i I wanted with you guys to do kind of like a a deep dive of both the like (laughs) musical projects of these actors and then the kind of like social media components so i I gave you guys it was like like maybe like four or five yeah Yeah, i mean i was shocked how many there were like there's there, there's even more it, it's like <laughs> and i also think that like um with there being lockdown and also you know for for months there was no acting no no actors could could work for for months last year that the like appeal of picking up the guitar and recording a song maybe for the first time in your life like spoke to a lot of um sort of middle-aged actors who would otherwise be working and and, and i guess the first one that we can kind of start off with is uh, Dennis Quaid oh, yeah. because I just I I um I just yeah I just started like looking into all the actors and, and and a lot of them will like post about their music and then like Dennis Quaid will post about his song uh and he'll use the hashtag Dennis Quaid which there's just something <laughs> about like any actor like Here. using their own name in a hashtag promoting their music right. I, I fucking love it I I really really love it but then also um. Yeah, I brought to your guys' attention that he also has a. In addition to having a, like quarantine music, he has a quarantine podcast called The Denisons. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'm just glad that Dennis Quaid is being brought up on this podcast for the first time because that's honestly <laughs> a topic worth diving into in yeah, general. I'm kind of surprised we haven't talked about Dennis or or Randy Quaid or Randy Quaid or like the extended that's crazy. the extended Quaid universe. Um, yeah. Or the, <laughs> The dark, the dark triad, as I'll um, I'll speak to you later on. I'm sure I'd like to more organically get to this, uh, get to my <laughs> thesis here. But uh, starting with Quaid in general, I mean, dude, I guess we start with the Quaid cast, the 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 Denisons, right? Um, yeah. Hopefully, this does lead down. I I do think there have been times in the past where we're like, oh, let's talk about this, you know, such and such, so and so. And then eventually it leads to the pipeline where they're they're in our fucking world. Maybe this can eventually lead to Dennis and or Randy Quaid coming on YBS. Oh. Well, if if you're hoping for that, then I should like greatly adjust uh, the type <laughs> of some things I'm gonna say on this one. <laughs> um 
but I, I'm not sure. Uh, Dennis Quaid, I'd say, I, I always he's kind of a, a a figure of the Trump universe, and I always forget that. Like he's a Trump guy, is he not? Uh, I would say he's in the like extended, maybe like tertiary Trump. Um, but yeah, what what I was like, the reason why I wanted to talk about him is two reasons. One, he put out a song called um, America, I Love You Too. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like a classic archetype of like, why can't we all just get along? Why can't, you know, the left and the right, why are they fighting? Um, and, and I thought that, that that sentiment, which is a beautiful sentiment, was somewhat at odds with the fact that on the Renaissance, he had Mike Lindell as a guest who's calling for a military <laughs> coup and calling yeah. to like overthrow the U.S. government right now. Mike, so Mike Lindell, I, I just, the my pillow guy. People. Yeah, yeah, my pillow guy. Um, and so I, I suggested it before listening to it, and I just, you know, yeah, the, the guests on the Renaissance are, it's like such a wild array because it has like Dr. Fauci, Mike Lindell, Jim Brown, Fauci like, like those so are like three guests in a row. It's <laughs> insane. Um, but, but yeah, it, it just doesn't sound like he's a Trump guy necessarily. No, uh. He's conservative, that's for sure. I'd have to look he's in. Conservative, like, he's like but pretty he had, outspoken. He had Fauci on. <laughs> True. We don't know. I haven't so, listened to that. Well, he was in. He was in this like it was a scandal because he was in this ad for how good the Trump administration was handling the coronavirus. And I remember he was, that. Uh, yeah. Getting paid taxpayer taxpayer money <laughs> the, to be in this ad. Wasn't the budget that of was that like, like fifty million dollars or something insane? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That and it got shot down, but yeah, he was going to be one of the people. So I guess he's like on the, he's maybe on like junior varsity Trump team. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah. My pillow guy fair. is straight up on varsity slam dunks. Right. Like, you know, he's wearing, you know, he's the captain maybe. Uh, but <laughs> Quaid is on like the JV or even the freshman team. Like, maybe they'll bring him up if a lot of the guys are sick one week, but, um, you know, he's ready to play. But, uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that I was completely surprised to find out that Dennis Quaid had a podcast in the first place. <laughs> it made it actually did a lot of things for me. It made me f- kind of made me feel better about myself in some ways. Um, well, all actors eventually. I mean, I, I you see it happen more and more. Oh, they're all getting in the game, the yeah. podcast game. And- I mean, the I think the darkest the darkest type of like actor turned podcaster is when it is a uh, it's a podcast where it's like. Every week, we're going to watch an episode of my show from 20 years ago. <laughs> and it's like, that seems like a situation where you're really like just through the looking glass. And it's like, are there more of those besides that's the, strange. the first one I think of is the Sopranos pod, which I think oh, well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Which I love. Yeah. But there's Office Ladies. There's the Scrubs one. Wait. There's one I, where, and there's the be- the best one i haven't listened to it is victory which is johnny drama oh, rewatching entourage no, episodes oh no way yes johnny drama and fucking and i i found out that he beat covid thank god uh <laughs> fucking uh what's doug allen kevin doug allen not doug allen doug allen the creator of entourage but who was uh there's kevin connelly and kevin is it who played johnny drama again kevin dillon kevin dillon so it's two kevins Right? It's a two, Ke- two Kevin cast. Two Kevin cast. Uh, I'm getting yeah, dizzy no, over here, folks. Fucking Kevin Dillon had uh, COVID and he beat it. Uh, okay, moving so back to Quaid. Yeah, Let's we got to move back to Quaid. Please, we got to get back to Quaid. 
Quaid, I listened to the Mike Lindell episode. Um, it made me feel better about myself as a podcaster. I'd say sometimes when these celebs get into the podcasting game, it feels a little unfair to me as somebody who's worked hard, you know, carve out a little, just a, the tiniest crumb, crumb from the pie, you know? And then you see some some big belly celeb coming in here, the office ladies, Conan O'Brien. It's like, oh, come on. This is, you know, this is absolutely <laughs> unfair. But with Quaid, I, I listened to this pod right away. I'm like... This feels great. I know for a fact I'm at least technically making a better podcast than Dennis Quaid because his audio right off the top sounds like absolute <laughs> dog shit. Um, Mr. Quaid, if you're listening to this or if you're going to come on the podcast eventually, I'm sorry, but like you sound like just don't even use a mic. Just use Zoom. It would literally sound better or an iPhone. <laughs> like He sounds we'll listen to a clip. But Dennis Quaid, aside from getting absolutely trampled on by the MyPillow guy this entire episode, um, Dennis Quaid sounds like he's inside of a locker, like Mike Lindell shoved him in a locker and um, it's just podcasting. It, it, so my pillow guy is just steamrolling over. Absolutely Quaid. steamrolls him. Uh, they, oh they're both co- previous cocaine addicts. Uh, Mike, <laughs> by the way, if you don't know who the my pillow guy is, if you haven't seen these ads, he created a pillow, uh, very active in the Trump administration, uh, now banned from Twitter. But he was addicted to uh, crack for like 20 years while inventing mm. the pillow. He actually didn't quit crack until like several Five years, years later. <laughs> like <laughs> after the success of the My Pillow. So he was like, he invented the pillow while doing crack. And um, that's so, and that's it's, so swag. It's part of the story, but not directly. Like he's saying, like, uh, yeah, I was having the worst trouble sleeping, and I, it was because of my pillow. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't I couldn't yeah, I had yeah, trouble sleeping yeah. and it's because all the pillows are bad you know <laughs> not because I'm addicted to crack cocaine um but yeah he invented this pillow and it, you know you've probably seen his infomercials but he has a book uh he's very outspoken about addiction so it's him and Quaid kind of getting into it uh they're also both Christians um like I think born again Christians they've kind of recently yeah yeah come definitely back. and um basically the episode like Quaid says one thing about his own addiction he kind of like proposes like hey man like you know maybe we both talk about this a bit and um i think that occurs four minutes into the podcast quaid gives like a little blurb about himself and then mike just talks for 55 minutes straight in like this huge monologue and quaid like apparently like like occasionally gets like a laugh in and one comment it, it was it was the most stressful episode of a podcast <laughs> i've ever listened to in my life and I, I felt kind of bad suggesting it when i was then i suggested it before i listened and it just was um yeah i felt like my blood pressure going up and like my heart rate this is i think a, a sign of a good a sign of a good uh yeah, but still guess is somebody that's coming to the the table with like oh i brought my own poison yeah i brought poison <laughs> for you guys so this is this is great. Thank you. We should definitely <laughs> listen to a little chunk of this, and then we could discuss. Oh further. wow, he's really all over the place with these guests. By the way, I'm oh, just yeah. looking at like it's, Albert Pujols, <laughs> Billy Bush, goddamn Billy, oh, Ray, Billy Cyrus. Ray Cyrus, John Carter That's, Cash. Oh, Adam Carolla, of course. Okay. Anybody recognize oh, Gary, Gary Busey? Busey? That's a big guy. Katie Couric, Katie Couric, Doctor Drew, Drew, Sharon Stone. 
Uh, Damn, Bruce and Fauci. Cameron, oh, Jim Brown. Okay. It's it's it and is a, a wild spread. Fauci's a, tr- a big guest. Truly wild spread. Fauci's a wild. It's probably like the most on-demand guest right now, post-Trump, and he managed. <laughs> dude, the Denisons got him. Um, okay, so anyway, let's listen to a little bit of this just to give you a sample. But uh, no. it's amazing that this pillow and the story of the pillow and your story itself. Your story is my story as well. And uh, I, I guess I'm talking uh, in terms of a couple of things in uh, your personal relationship with God and mm-hmm. also uh, your personal relationship with cocaine, which I myself right. <laughs> went through. Right. All right. Well, there, that's just like a little sample right there. Yeah. Uh, it gives you the sense. Damn. You could hopefully hear the the Quaid mic. Absolutely chaotic podcast. And I personally laughed out loud in my car when he brought up the fact that he wanted to talk about two things his relationship with god and his relationship with cocaine <laughs> it's fellas that's that's it, what we call the big two it, it's so like um heavy and intense and like part of me listening to this hour is like i, I was kind of surprised but i walked away with like uh an appreciation for the my pillow origin story like like in and of itself there there is something like beautiful uh of someone hitting rock bottom uh and then you know he like it helped me understand more of his worldview because he talks a lot about miracles and like i i understand how like you know he would have all this like turmoil in his life and then get sober after having invented the perfect pillow and then turn it into this like uh, multi-hundred million dollar company and like just believe in miracles and it helps me kind of like understand his worldview where he like today as we record this in February he probably still thinks Trump is going to be president again in like a week yeah. like um and so yeah I just it, it like it, it was super intense it made me a little sad it made me a little bit like uh but also like appreciative of the pillow origin story. I don't know. I, I was feeling a lot of feelings when I was listening to this guys. I, mean, I really yeah, was. It seems like he's, he's really gone through the ringer and everybody appreciates an arc. Everybody appreciates a second act. There's no arc. And this is a straight up <laughs> rising line, <laughs> a rising line. That's why. His, I mean, he was, you he gotta, was addicted to cocaine and then fucking, and you know, had, created a pillow empire. No. Yeah, I know. That's, but you haven't listened to this. Have you, Brandon? Oh no, I have not. I mean, I'd say the funny <laughs> the funny thing about his origin story is that like I mean, his way of talking is so funny. I was saying that like I've I was telling you before the podcast that his way of telling stories it's like a style that's clearly honed by like, you know, telling these stories in a a bar full of men, like drunk men, <laughs> like they're yeah, where it's just like really embellished. And the embellishments don't improve the story. They just, like, improve you as the hero of the story, you know? Where it's like... Oh, you compared him to a drunk uncle. Absolutely. Like, yeah. 100%. But, um, yeah, like, it's a weird... But his his story is really, really weird where he insists all this stuff is true. It's, like, very outlandish. But the whole time, like, there's kind of a rock bottom... Like, I couldn't identify a rock bottom. He claims that there's a rock bottom. But, like, with every time he was talking about hitting a low point or like doing something atrocious or fucking like what was supposed to be fucking up. He would like kind of backtrack and insist like, no, but at the same time, like everybody really liked me when I was doing this. And, uh, I always had money and like, like nothing was really bad. I was rock bottom, but 
I was doing amazing. Like, uh, and nobody had a problem with me ever. Everybody liked me though. <laughs> at the same time, like it was, it's just like this surreal version of the story. It's like, okay, well, there's not, like, like there's no arc. It's just always like a rising hero story, I guess, with no setbacks. Yeah, he he describes yeah, setbacks, I also but feel not really. There's like a heavy. I love his accent. This like heavy Minnesota oh, yeah. accent that like it. It just it, it was that was enjoyable in listening to it. The the stories and stuff were stressing me out, but I did. I, I loved his. Yeah, you you do feel a little bit like you're in a bar in the Midwest with him whenever he talks. A hundred percent. It also like inspired me in, in the wrong ways. I was like, man, like I guess you could just live like that, just uh, <laughs> full steam ahead at all times, full steam ahead, not. <laughs> Not listening to anybody. Yeah, blinders, blinders Complete on. Blinders mode. You know, because that yeah. might, maybe you know maybe that's what it takes. Smoking a little crack, making a pillow, and just fucking going was, for it, dude. Did he launch my pillow while he was like addicted Bro, to crack? He was creating the pillow, cutting up foam in his garage <laughs> while smoking crack. He was that's pitching awesome. the pillow while smoking crack. He was like, <laughs> he goes into detail about. I mean, it was parts of it were entertaining. Oh yeah, I, yeah. It's a good story. I'd prefer it not told by him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you know there's missing parts, and that's why it's a little painful to listen to. It's like oh, like I know there's details being. Uh, I mean, just wait for the the damn biopic directed by Mike Lindell, though. Oh sure. my like, god! Like, yeah. Oh my god! Well, he like it, it, the like real rise of it. He kind of got into later. It was it was this thing that he invented while he was um, still using, but. The like real rise and rise was um, making the infomercials and mm-hmm. like just like and that happened after he was sober and he like just made this beautiful perfect infomercial and then the the company just like grew at this insane rate. I can't remember what he said. It said they did something like sixty million dollars in sales in a hundred days, like yeah, from nothing. something like that. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 it's like. It's all so fucking weird. Like he apparently anytime you type anything into a promo code when you buy a pillow, you get a discount no matter what. And also they always sell you it's buy one get one free like always for the history of the pillow. And apparently uh that's not allowed by the Better Business Bureau, so they went th- it, like if you if you give something I just because I was reading about this if you give something a discount forever then it's not a discount anymore so my pillow went from having an A rating to an F rating by the Better oh, Business wow. Bureau because oh, of this wow. it's all it's all just so like the whole story is so wild um and like yeah it, it was like listening to this I did think that there was like I was hoping for more Quaid because that's what kind of got me on it he, and the like one Quaid. he told like. There was one joke, and it did actually just, like, it It really made me laugh, because, like, Lindell, it's, like, later on, and I, I don't know if there are, like, other parts you want to dissect, Jack, but, like, like <laughs> Lindell's talking about how, like, oh, I just, you know, Donald Trump appeared to me in a dream a month before he ran for president, <laughs> and then he's, like, then he's, like, um, you know, and then I just got really into politics, I, like, you know, I go to the national prayer breakfast, I'm really active in circles, like, I just, you know, I, I still don't know that much, uh, I don't know what a filibuster is, and then Dennis Quaid goes, uh, has something to do with a guy named Phil, and then they both laugh really loud, and that was like the <laughs> one. That, that was like the one like little bit of Quaid at the end that like it, yeah. it did like. I did appreciate it, but it just was <laughs> like. 
It was yeah. It was. The, the, I mean, I said this already. It's the most stressful thing I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It's like, yeah, it was hard to describe why it was so stressful. I mean, Mike. It's like he doesn't breathe. He just keeps talking and talking and talking. And Quaid really couldn't get a word in. And it was just you were a hundred percent on the Mike Lindell pillow train, uh, going <laughs> full steam ahead. And like, and like I said, there's not an arc to the story. It's just like a straight rising line with like small small detours that are only there to enhance him um and like major details skipped over where you're like i feel like that was probably important and maybe should have <laughs> like expanded <laughs> upon a little bit you know um but yeah it's, so it's a little like, wild like there's no there's no part of the the crack element of this this story where you're you feel you never like actually feel bad for him you're always like oh he's he's got it on lock He's, Nonetheless, that's the way he tells it. You know, yeah, he tells yeah. it like he's the best crack addict ever. Like he did it in a good <laughs> way. You know, like he was Damn. so addicted to crack, he was a better crack addict than the other crack addicts in Minnesota. Like not only was he the best pillow salesman, he was the best crack addict. So much so that all of the dealers in Minnesota got together and told him that they're not going to sell to him anymore, and did this like, I mean. Allegedly, he describes that they wait that what? <laughs> he describes it. Yeah, yeah. That like Ugh. all of the Minnesota crack dealers, which I'll let you guys, uh, I'll let the audience just imagine <laughs> what that looks like to you. All of the like, Minnesota like, what, crack, the, all of the crack dealers in the state. Yeah, not just county. I'm just imagining a a Lord of the Rings style uh, gathering of all of the crack dealers putting their swords <laughs> together. You know, uh, but they 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 go outside of Mike's room. Because he's apparently been up for 14 days, um, so he says. I don't know if that's p- humanly possible or not. <laughs> he says he's up for 14 days. Uh, These stories are also biblical, you know? Um, it is. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah definitely. Biblical, yeah. That's a biblical tale. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, so they, they allegedly, they lock him it's down. yarn. They lock him down. Maybe I'll just feel to find this, but they apparently they, they say he's not going to, they're not going to sell him crack anymore. They put a guy in there uh, to watch him so that he can't do crack. He somehow escapes the room and tries to buy crack, but all of the drug dealers have threatened other crackheads that they'll kill him if they sell to Mike Lindell. And I'm just like, this just does. This seems very like involved. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's, that's crazy. This is very I, complex. You really buried the, uh, buried the lead on that one. It's like he's <laughs> always the center of the universe. Uh, all of story, the all of like, the crack dealers in the state were like, we got to p- put a pin on our business. The my pillow guy is too good at taking smoking it down. crack. Yeah, the five families are gonna you know call a truce. Um, <laughs> and I I might need to find this part. You know, maybe maybe yeah, we should I be think you got to find part. this part for sure. God, please, I want to. I don't ever want to do this again. You know, you're just you're almost making a deal. In reactive prayer, I'm even an atheist. Right before an accident, and he sees this coming, he's gonna go, "Oh my God." Yeah. Oh my God! Out, please, right? please save me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's reactive prayer. Right. Now you can be in a. And I actually thought the um, I had done something in the eighties, and I was ashamed of, and the mafia was going to kill my family. Long story. Well, <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I I went into a church then, and you could just I could just feel everybody pointing at me, going, you know, there's that guy, there's that guy, and I'm going, who are you, hypocrite? You know, it was very. I, I kind of put a bad taste in my mouth with the church going. You know, who righteous are you? You know, how dare you look at me? And, you know, what is it that, that uh, you know, they're judging me, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, 
So I stayed away from that. I would go like a lot of people do just on Christmas and Easter. I don't know why I don't know why I um highlighted that, but it is kind of a funny section because I think that's a good example of like Oh, he thinks he's like the main character of the universe. Yeah, Everybody the, in the, the church is looking is at him and kill my family. The mafia is going to kill right. my family for something I did. And then he goes into this church and every he thinks everybody's pointing at him, and he's not telling that it's like a crack delusion. He's like, no, that was actually the vibe. It's one of those where it's like, in reality, they probably weren't. You just felt like that. Well, he sounds like a guy <laughs> who's like, I mean, just like a narcissist and whatever, yeah. and you know, maybe like is slightly delusional but like all of it all of his delusions like worked out and yeah like yeah he, yeah, so yeah maybe they're not delusions like he is like successful he's objectively a successful guy 100%. but it's just like it's weird when it like really works out for a guy like that i think yeah. you're, that's that's a hundred percent the vibe that that's like absolutely yeah. what the the whole episode is <laughs> yeah a hundred percent which is why i think him that's and amazing. trump click so well because yeah you know what's been illuminated to me uh about Trump is that he was um I mean this is not new information but are you guys aware of the the power of positive thinking is like it like the the, the idea that you can kind of will something with your own mind will something into existence and um it was like a cult and he was brought up in that and part of it is um I think it's called thought blocking literally not letting a negative thought come into your brain so so mm. for instance like if I thought I was going to be if I wanted to be more a, the biggest podcast on iTunes, bigger than Joe Rogan. If I was following those teachings, I would have to believe that I'm actually the biggest podcast on iTunes and like live my life thinking that and actually not allow contrary thoughts like enter my brain. So if somebody reminds me of it, like I have to deny it like out loud to them. Oh, like yeah. that's part of the strategy. Right. But when you do it so much as a as a practice, it's like becomes automatic. That's why, like, w when you learn that, you're like, oh, like, that kind of makes sense with, like, a lot of the shit that he does, where it's maybe he wasn't, um, like, a lot of the things people think are, like, 4D chess, I think sometimes, like, he might not even know he's doing it. He's just doing, like, this weird uh, philosophy yeah, trick a, like, that he's been doing since a kid. I mean, it's it's very strange. Thing, yeah. That's um, That makes so much sense. What, like, when did that movement start? I think it was in the 70s. I, I'm no expert, though. I just brought this up out of nowhere. Um, let me... I would, well, dude, yeah, that 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 definitely checks out. Yeah, yeah. Power of positive thinking. I'm going to I'm gonna look this up. But yeah, I think I think Trump was involved um, because it was more of... It was more than just like a book. There was like a, a group. Right. And so it sounds like the MyPillow guy... Mike Mike Lindell was was kind of on the on the same same wave, but I think maybe like <laughs> crack and ego induced. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mania. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is interesting, but yeah, when you uh, when you dive more into that, it's um, it kind of explains like the 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 Trump mindset and like and so many things that happen start to kind of like click. You're like, oh, okay. It was actually more simple than I think most of us thought it even was, um, especially with like the denying the law, uh, losing the election. Yeah, yeah. It's thought blocking. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Anyway, sorry, I was like researching that and got zoned out. Um, so anyway, the MyPillow guy. Should we try to find his crack story or not? Nah? Well, yeah, if you have the timestamp, otherwise it's going to I think it might it might take it might take a minute. <laughs> one sec, one sec. <laughs> 
I um, like, I was feeling, even just listening back to the last segment, I just, so stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's... So stressful. Yeah, just that, just that excerpt alone, I was like, a, a little overwhelmed. <laughs> okay, I, I got the part. Um... Let's just listen to this. I think this is uh this this should be the section where he's uh the gathering of the five families to uh get him to stop doing crack. Um let's listen to this. I'll never forget that first day of that show. I sold all these pillows and the next day it it, it about the only time it ever happened, all the people that bought that first day came back. And they came back to tell me they paid to get in the show again at different times of the day. This pillow changed my life. This is a you know, miracle. Blah, blah, blah. I'm telling all this. And it wasn't about the money. It made me feel good inside that I had done mm-hmm. something good. Right. My, and then I got hooked on helping people. I just like to, you know, that's all. So I was like addicted to doing shows. So one thing I saved throughout those years, even though I lost 20 year marriage, people betrayed me, tried to take the pillow. I mean, all these things that happened. That, and, and, uh, and the things that happened though, one of the things is I never broke trust. So if I gave somebody, if I gave a show promoter my word, I was going to be there. I was there. I was straight. You know, mm. I didn't break that trust. So by the time 2008. Yeah, you, got, you got a lot of uh, deals going on that without credit you got. And you always delivered. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And the pillow was company even by 2008 was just a little blip on the radar. And, and, um, in 2008, a series of things happened. My drug dealers did an intervention on me. Um, I heard yeah. about this story that uh, yeah. you, were aw- you were awake, had been awake for over two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And they came out of the room and and uh, I go, what are you guys doing? It was downtown Minneapolis, right where all this stuff just happened. Like, I mean, that same yeah. street. Okay. Yeah. I come out of the, I come out of the uh, um, room and I said, uh, you, I said, what's going on here? And they all knew of each other, but they had, they had never met. They said, well, Mike, you've been up for 14 days. You're going to bed. You know, but, you know uh, when you're out, you're going to, we're not selling you anymore. And I go, what is this an intervention? They go, call it what you will. Well, two of them left and the other guy sat down and he was going to wait me out. And I, I ran out of, finally ran out of crack. I'm looking on the floor for pieces called carpet farming. And I'm scraping my pipe, and scraping yeah. my pipe, all these crazy things. And, and, uh, he finally fell asleep. So I headed down to the streets of Minneapolis and I couldn't in an hour, I could not find crack anywhere. Nobody would sell to me. And these are addicts. And they're going, they're going, no way, man, my life's not worth it. They had got the word out, you know, he will kill you if you sell to this crazy white guy with a mustache. And here I come back upstairs and he's waiting up for me. And he goes, he says, how'd that work out for you? Now here's what he said. These are, it's really key. He said, You've been, t- he goes, he took a picture of me with, and he said, here, that's for that book you've been telling us you're going to write. Now this is in 2008. And he goes, <laughs> this is what he said, man, Sorry. you've been telling us for years that this mic, this pillow thing is just a platform for God. And you're going to come back someday and help us all out of this addiction world we're living in. And we're not going to let you die on us. So I was their hope. These guys believe me. I'd get them in a circle, almost like a meeting where you're, I'd be doing drugs, giving a meeting about not doing drugs and finding God. And it was just, you know, but I was their hope. And they, and uh, that happened. Oh, wow. and then their, they, their hope in a sense that they could get out of what they were into or that they didn't want to be responsible for it. They believed in you too. And they didn't want to see you going down. Right. They believed in me. And they didn't care if that, you know, these guys were the first ones when I did quit that 100% believe me. They wanted me to quit. Well, when are you going to quit? You said you'd come back and help us because the lifestyle they were leading, they didn't like it either. 
right. you know, these wounds, these father wounds and everything that they, people go through. Oh, my God. That is like probably enough uh, right there. But oh it's actually God. damn. It actually oh, is damn. Well, first of all, the the gathering of the drug dealers is uh is pretty funny. Uh, Marlo Stringer Bell, all of them came down and decided to put it down just to, you know, the the fact that they were able to get the the word out to all the crackheads too to not give them any crack. I mean, it's amazing, just a miracle. But then also, I forgot that that second part where they says the motivation is like, Mike, like. <laughs> the reason we want you to quit is because you need to go build your my pillow empire and become to God, <laughs> and also because we want to quit doing crack too. But the only way we could stop is if you quit and then come save us, dude. Like they were right. Like, even though <laughs> even though we sell you crack and you're a junkie, like you're fucking uh, so sick. Holy shit! And you said you're gonna save us and help us. Please, Mike, quit crack and like go. Do- <laughs> Just like what? <laughs> Dude, that there's no way that happened like that, you know. I mean, oh man, yeah. It's just like there can't I be mean, a low point in the story. What is the what is this syndrome called? Narcissistic personality disorder. I guess it's just that, but it feels like <laughs> beyond just regular narcissistic personality disorder. Um, I mean, I guess it's like I guess the crack probably. I guess I don't know. It's. That is that's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. It's just a little exhausting, you know. Yeah. The whole the whole thing is so exhausting. Have you guys like Have you guys ever watched the Eagles documentary, the band? It's it's very very good. It's very good. But there's like a part where Joe Walsh, he says it's a quote from somebody else, but um, essentially when you're going through life, you know, you take it day by day. Nothing necessarily makes sense. You're kind of just finding your way in the world. But then you know, with the uh, advantage of a couple years, you you look back. And what you see is a finely crafted novel. And I do, you know, the kind of like storytelling from uh, this episode of the Denaissance, I, I do get the sense of a, a finely crafted novel. I mean, it is like, it's the whole thing is super like novelistic, um, all the, the crazy shit. And, and then the, the rise and rise. It just, it, it is like, a, it, it is like meaning being found later on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's, he, he does seem very good at like self mythologizing. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But it wouldn't be a good myth because nothing bad really happens to the hero. Like he gets addicted <laughs> right. to crack, but it just makes him fucking better and people like him more. <laughs> and <clears throat> even though he's addicted to crack and is up for 14 days, they're like, look, it's not because you're doing bad. It's because like <laughs> we actually need your help. You know, you need to quit yeah, qu- we, crack to inspire we, us. We need you to quit crack so everybody else can quit crack yeah. and then we can get out of this crooked business. Uh-huh. And also you <laughs> and need you to can, invent a pillow and write your autobiography. Your, yeah. Um, your, you know, your uncrooked business. But we could probably accidentally talk about this for an entire length of a oh, podcast. Yeah. So we I, need to get into the we other have characters. Been talking about like Lindell for a minute because I do wanna I do wanna hear Dennis Quaid's music and I do wanna get into Right. I mean, Chris had like a whole list. You had a list. So Quaid, <laughs> Quaid is a character. I mean, people who are listening have probably Googled Quaid now to clarify. I do want to point out, though, that I'd, I'd say uh, most people confuse uh, Dennis Quaid with the late Bill Paxton, rest in peace, which I think is very mm. unfair. I'm a Paxton boy myself. Superior actor, in my opinion, but they often play similar types of guys. You definitely have seen them in movies where they're just playing kind of like a normal farmer dad type. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of The Rookie. The Rookie, yeah. Back is in the day. Is that about a farmer who, like, is really good at playing baseball and joins the 
MLB? The majors. Yeah, I think he's like a high school baseball coach. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was like a Disney movie. It was like a G-rated film. Like, it came out when I was a child. Oh, yeah, totally. I never saw that. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, the parent in Parent Trap. He was the parent that was getting trapped. You talking about Quaid, or are you talking about... <laughs> I'm, t- I'm talking Dennis Quaid. Okay, Dennis yeah, Quaid yeah, yeah. Was, Quaid. Also... Yeah, Nick, Nick Parker. Played Jerry Lee Lewis in the uh, Jerry Lee Lewis biopic, Great Ball of, Balls of Fire, which was mm, wild. Yeah. I mean, he actually was did pretty good at <laughs> playing no, Jerry Lee Lewis. No, he's like Lewis. a... You know... I mean... He's a good actor. Say what say what you want about the quality of the movie, but it's it's a fun watch. Absolutely nutty. I mean, it's about... Jerry, Jerry yeah. Lee Lewis is batshit in his own way he married his cousin <laughs> child cousin <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean people confuse those two a lot and um so yeah quaid's like kind of an interesting figure in that regard because a lot of a lot of good things you might think about dennis quaid you're actually thinking about bill paxton you know like oh yeah, yeah i love sure. dennis quaid movies and you're really thinking about bill paxton movies like oh apollo 13 then you Damn, I love that the Denissance is on his IMDb. Really? Yeah. Like That's official. I didn't know you could podcast IMDb. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, Let's get I, don't think, I don't think you should. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want, yeah, but still on my IMDb necessarily. It's like, let's just keep those worlds <laughs> set. Uh, we don't need, we don't need the podcast on IMDb. Podcasts should not be on IMDb. It doesn't seem in my opinion. It's not a movie. Yeah, internet movie database. I mean, just because just because my life a movie I knew does that not mean coming. I need my podcast on IMDb. You know, you know, you know. All right, so let's get into the let's get into this Dennis Quaid music. Let's talk about it. I want to hear it. It seems like he he really just kind of recently got into into putting out music and writing originals. I, I don't know necessarily if it's a, a quarantine thing, but uh, I just yeah, I I was very. It was all all in the context of uh, how having a podcast that platforms a guy who wants to uh, overthrow the U.S. government and then also writing a kind of political song. Yeah, thing. you sent me America, America. I love you. I love too. you too. I think yeah. Just I, I don't know if we could give it a little bit. Oh, of Oh, we a could listen. absolutely give it a little bit of a listen. I would yeah. love that. I also think just the instinct to do both of these is very strange to me. Where you're like a you're an actor who's done well for yourself. Um, you know, you're you're getting older. You could certainly retire comfortably, and um, I think the instincts to put out a pod with the My Pillow guy and then record like classic rock, put it on Spotify. I don't understand it myself. I think I would like maybe that's just me, but I would I would enjoy kind of just leaving the public eye, being Dennis Quaid. You know, yeah, you get I, recognized I mean, sure at Starbucks. His, his quality of life is incredible. Um, like, I guess it's kind of. One of the beautiful things of music, I, I firmly believe, is that there's a low barrier to entry. Like, once you learn how to play guitar, if you learn, like, rudimentary recording skills, and you feel like you have something to say, you know, you just need three chords and the truth, is what Tom Petty said. <laughs> and, like, I, I do I do feel like uh, a lot of the, the musicians we'll be discussing, that's, like, their kind of moment of, with their chords and their truth. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, let's, let's give America let's, I Love let's start You with this. to a listen. Dennis Quaid, America, I Love You. Okay. Hello, America. Nice shuffle beat. I'm already grooving. One, two, three. 
solo absolutely ripping already. When are we gonna stand up and say that we ain't taking this BS no more? We have finally found an open door. about you When are we gonna finally agree On more than that we just agree to disagree Tell the talking heads to make a right and then left I just turn it down We ain't deaf America Okay, okay America Play the chorus. Yeah, yeah, let it play. America, America, America. America, America, America. I love you too. Okay, okay. We get it. We yeah. get it. Okay. So, so I, 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 I didn't want to fade out before the chorus. Yeah, that yeah. would not be fair. You got to at least <laughs> play it to the chorus always. But I, you know what? It all. It all just clicked for me, um, and I like. Essentially, that's bar band music, and the podcast is him in the bar talking with people. It's just you know when during a time yeah. where where we can't hang in a bar, we can't hear bar band music in a bar. We can't have a couple drinks with our guys and have a conversation in a bar. It's fulfilling that in two different forms. That's my my theory of Dennis. Quaid we need to now. get these men back yeah. in the Quaid bar. Lockdown. A virtual bar for these guys, like maybe even like a. How, how much could be solved if we just got these fellas back in the bar, even if it was yeah. like a <laughs> VR I mean, situation? Like, it's the kind of music that you, the kind of music in conversation that you can only hear at a bar that is predicated on, like the entire profit of this bar is dependent on drunk driving. This is <laughs> oh, a bar. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a parking lot. <laughs> Those are the best types where it's like yeah. a suburban bar where it's like in front of a Toys R Us and shares a parking <laughs> lot has like ample parking. Right. And you you see it and you're like, just like numerically speaking alone. Yes. It has 150 spots, parking spots There's outside the bar. There's a giant parking lot. Statistically, yeah. a huge amount of these people are going to be driving home drunk. Just statistically yeah. speaking, the vast majority of the people in this bar are are absolutely <laughs> driving like, driving drunk. And I don't know if like I don't I don't know if having a parking lot at a bar makes people drive more often, but it at least right. like get, like removes the luxury of me pretending that people didn't drive there. I'm walking in, I'm seeing <laughs> the cars, and I know who they belong Cut. to, and it's not the staff, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's certain, there's, there's, yeah, there's certain bars where, yeah, the, the drinks taste better when you, when you know you're driving home. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, Quaid has a, here's the thing. He has a, a long history of music though. He, he referenced it in the podcast. He tells this story about doing Coke. Um, his band gets this record deal back in the day. He talks about I don't know what band he was in. It, it had a name. It, uh, I'd have to like cross reference it, but he said they got a record deal and then broke up 
uh, in the same the night. day. Yeah, the same night because uh, of how like much of a monster he was when he was uh, using and like you know there is something something nice then that you know it's taken that probably was like forty years ago that you know he he's getting using this time to get back into his original passion before his acting career took off. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure when it went down. Uh, the the music career. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I guess because he he said yeah, the that, timelines get blurry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very blurry. Um, anyway, you know now he's putting out some uh some classic rock tunes. Just some like nice centrist. Uh, you know. I I guess what 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 would you call what would you call this you yeah bar music yeah yeah, yeah centrist bar music that's exactly centrist that's, bar music that could be the centrist bar anthem uh, of our time <laughs> yeah the yeah dish. left right I'm just trying to drink a brew I'm yeah just, exactly uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh I'm sorry but I'm a little distracted by his Wikipedia I think it's worth noting just apropos of nothing um there is. Some kind of charity event called the Dennis Quaid Charity Weekend. I don't know what goes down on this charity weekend, but I would oh, nice. love to be I would love to be a part of it, the Dennis Quaid Charity Weekend. I bet um, he plays music at it. I bet he has his like his band perform a whole I, weekend. I he, yeah, yeah. Um all right. Well, anyway, is that enough of Quaid? I mean, for today? Oh yeah. Well, we've got we I mean, Dennis Chris, if you're like, if you're if you're listening, please come on, yeah, but still thank you yeah <laughs> yes yeah please um, i mean i yeah we've got we have like a couple more guys on the docket oh you got some guys yeah yeah oh yeah i got guys so i mean you want to go in order next you had jeremy renner when i know you love renner we love renner too we are big fans of the renner app well yeah i feel like um i i saw brandon you were in new york when when we played msg with with um Yes. It was Vampire Weekend and like you we hung out a little bit afterwards and um that was like two days after Renner announced his app was shutting down and I know you guys <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys were doing we it. We might have talked about it. Yeah, okay. we definitely talked about it at the after party, but I was um <laughs> that, but I was wait, like in By the way, but, that's a really funny way to measure time for yourself. Uh when you guys headlined Madison Square Garden, you compare it in reference to the deletion of the Jeremy Renner app. Yeah, yeah, those like, were the two like, big things that happened in my like, life that week. The, um <laughs> but like like I and I know you guys did an episode on it cuz I feel like yeah, you were you were we talked about it yeah, then, we but don't, um yeah. I was I was active on their app. I had it. I I I like <laughs> I realized um like my avatar was a like face mash of my face with Jeremy Renner's, but then I, I like I I was like circling back because I really I love the. Uh, do you guys listen to the Renner Files podcast? It's like a six part true crime on the Jeremy Renner app. Oh no, it's no, very no. funny. It was like uh, Carolyn Goldfarb and Sarah Ramos. Very I, yeah. I, I, I like I I, I yeah, really really loved it. I like yeah. I I've listened to it twice now. Once on my own and once with my wife, and I like cried laughing multiple times. But like I I went back. And um, was kind of like following the contemporaneous news coverage of when it got shut down. And like, I realized on like on Daily Mail in the article about it, when they had like images of screenshots, like the one um, where somebody commented pretending to be Jeffrey Epstein saying, Jeremiah, fuck my brains out. It was my it was my screenshot from when I like tweeted about it, because in the like lower right hand corner is my avatar of my face mixed with Jeremy Renner's face. <laughs> but so so I whatever I mean like that, that's a long way of saying that I 
I was a huge fan of the app. I was active on it. Um, it was very sad when it got taken down. And I, I've also just like, um, I feel like people don't talk enough about, but I, the, I think the reason why everything got like so crazy and uh, lawless on there was because it was the summer of Jeep, which was when Jeremy Renner wrote oh, three yeah. three different songs that were in three <laughs> different Jeep commercials. And like, um, I mean, I, I think that we're like, you know, there, there's like a, a broad spectrum here of, of these musical projects I wanted to discuss with you guys where like uh, the level of success, you know, like like Dennis Quaid, America, I Love You Too. It's not, you know, it's not lighting up Spotify. It's, I'm glad it's out there and he's doing his thing. Whereas, like, for Jeremy Renner to, like, straight out the gate, get three car commercials with his three <laughs> first songs is just, like, God-tier right. God musicianship. Mean, absolutely and, and, made and a he, deal like, with the devil. He's still uh, been recording and releasing EPs, and I, I was... Right. All while playing the worst Avenger. He's, yeah, he's, 100% like... 100% useless Avenger. Right. Uh, but, it, no, maybe it's a, a little more useful than... Um, Scarlett Johansson's character, but both of them don't really have like a superpower. I I mean I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of their allies is a literal god. He has the power <laughs> of God. Right. And Scarlett Johansson has a fucking Glock. And Jeremy She's Renner over here just shoots arrows. She like grapples villains with her thighs and she's got big naturals. When you have God <laughs> your team you, do you need the Glock? When your teammate is God, I mean, just seems a little unnecessary, you know? Yeah. The, She's the, got them cannons. Just punch, <laughs> punching people, and this guy controls lightning. It just seems a little silly. But, well, so, yeah, I, mean, I, would, I, would, I agree wholeheartedly with the asymmetry in all their powers. It's not. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a wide, wide scale. Uh, I guess one thing that I find super fascinating about Renner's career in music specifically, is that he is a great singer. He's, like, a much, much better singer than I will ever be. The, like, the technicality of it, you know, what, what he channels it into is not necessarily my, my go-to listening, but he has a beautiful voice. And I guess I, I feel like people haven't talked as much about his, um, his most recent EP, but I got kind of into the song Sippy Cup, which has a bit more of a, like, oh. kind of, like, reggae influence and, and i think okay, yeah, let's, yeah let's let's <laughs> it's like a light light like reggae rock kind of but i, I was uh, i felt like it would be a good thing to listen to and dissect with you guys jeremy renner guan up is that what's going down <laughs> all right yeah, I'd... i have this song queued up um sippy cup <laughs> that name is kind of getting to me already. incredible <laughs> I, yeah let's run it i know nothing about this song just that it's called sippy cup all right here is a. Uh, Sippy Cup by Jeremy Renner off the uh, <laughs> off the album Live for Now, uh, released September twenty fifth, two thousand twenty. This has a hundred and thirty thousand plays on Spotify. Not bad. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> we definitely oh be God. jamming. Okay. Tell me that you're hiding something. I've felt them worse. We seem absurd. Must be misunderstood. Just trying to keep it moving. Don't be concerned. Let's raise our cups together and live like the 
Dude, what is this song about? Amazing. It's about drinking out of a sippy cup. Does anybody That's celebrating? Not a raising your glass. sippy cup. Just raising your glass. Raising your glass. So it just—he calls it a sippy cup—is the situation. Okay. I mean, let's hear. You want to hear verse two? We could listen to verse two. I don't think we need to listen to <laughs> Brandon. This is something you could do on your free time. You know, we can, just we the, can rest of, the rest of the song. You're just trying the rest to listen of the to the episode sippy, is sippy, uh, cup, sippy cup, cup on full. loop for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could leave something for the audience to explore after the pod. I don't know. The very yeah. least. Um, <laughs> all right. So, if yeah, I so mean, choose. like little reggae vibes, little funk. Yeah. I heard some slap bass going on in the background. I mean, it's it's very it's like super professional. That's like a professional ass recording. Sounded a bit like. I'd say somewhere between Maroon 5 and Panic at the Disco. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say very, very modern Panic at the Disco. Yeah, 100%. Bit. He was uh, affecting yeah. that voice a bit. Uh, but, dude, I, I haven't heard Renner's... Maybe I've heard uh, other Renner songs. I certainly haven't heard the Jeep one. I didn't know about that until you just told me. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It was like... I don't know why. I don't actually watch that much TV, but it was truly like every time I watched TV that summer, and maybe it was like, like, like <laughs> summer streaming of Jeep. Sheep, it was. It was. I had a fucking summer of Jeep. There's no question Dude. about it. Um, here's the but like. Here's the ad feature. Jeremy Renner's in the ad. Oh yeah, there's three of them. Oh yeah. Oh dude, can yep. I can I watch this? Do you yeah, mind? yeah, not at all. I'd love to watch the summer of Jeep. All right. Summer of Jeep. This is only thirty <laughs> seconds. Sick and tired of running circles for miles and miles. Okay. Oh, shit. Yo, Jer, we gotta get to the show. Get on the bus. Jeep Wrangler. Freedom to do it all. That was clearly so, Pappy and Harriet. Oh, oh God. I mean, it's it's incredible. It, it's I also forgot. Yeah. It's also an Apple Music ad. It's it's yeah. It's an oh, ad wow. for and an ad for Jeremy Renner. It's an ad for well. Jeremy <laughs> Renner. Up, Jeremy Renner. More than music. anything, it's a Jeremy Renner ad. Like the the product is that Jeremy Renner is cool, and like, in a band. He hops off of the Jeremy Renner Roadhouse tour tour bus sees a bitch in a jeep he's like don't don't mind if i do Give me that jeep. <laughs> okay <laughs> let me t- let me take a spin she's like yeah of course tosses him the keys like yeah get get in get in the jeep you can drive my jeep and the, his friends you know? his band they're in a huge tour bus by the way like, <laughs> grateful dead level Which tour I, operation I, I, I don't want to uh, question the size of. I mean, no, he's probably I'm living sure, like that off the. I'm sure the he Hurt Locker is on in a tour bus. Yeah, yeah, he's probably got it, but like he doesn't need it. It's just Jeremy Renner yeah. can afford it, type yeah. situation. But it's uh, it is interesting that the commercial presents Jeremy Renner as a person you would know for his music. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Jeremy, oh, yeah. get in. We gotta it's, go um, play a show. And I think most people are like, wait, I didn't even know he was in a band at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone it, a touring band. Right. It, it's um, 
Yeah, and I, I, I fucking love the look that he... I mean, you see his acting chops showing when he looks at the oh, people in the tour yeah. bus where he's like... He mm. gives that look like, okay, I'm going to be a little naughty. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in the Jeep. I'm not getting on the tour bus. <laughs> it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he drives it through the fucking mud. Yeah, he's he yeah, yeah. yeah. running on the of side of the road dirt. leading the tour bus, you know? And then gets, gets to the venue... Tosses the keys back to the lady whose Jeep it is. <laughs> yeah. Did she get and on the bus? Hops on stage immediately. No fucking no. Ooh. Did she get in the Just bus? What was the situation? It was her Jeep, and she and got in the bus. Like, What's up? She got on the bus. Okay. I don't know why she didn't just get in the passenger seat. <laughs> Jeremy's also <laughs> winking at her. He's like, uh, you know, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need you to come back to that bus later. We got we got more <laughs> business to attend to. You know, first oh, I yeah. get the Jeep. Oh, he for sure. I mean, taste. that's that's unspoken. That's an unspoken part of this yeah. Jeep commercial. Yeah. Is that Jeremy Funner uh, Jeremy Renner got some strange <laughs> got some fucking strange after the show. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Roadhouse getting some damn roadhead yeah. on the Roadhouse tour. Yes. Well that's at, oh yeah, that's why you don't see her because she's fucking sucking his cock, dude. <laughs> He's getting his knob fucking slobbed in that Jeep, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. I fucking love Jeremy Renner. Yes, dude. People do not talk about this, but in the Jeep commercial, Jeremy Renner is getting his cock sucked. Jeremy Renner is absolute. This is canon. Jeremy <laughs> Renner is getting his cock fucking I mean, slobbed. Dude. Knob slobbed. Just fucking. Also, I think I. You know, all. Ooh, I think wait, I found my answer sloppy about toppy in that <laughs> What do you think sippy cup is about? That's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking oh, about. Yeah. Sippy cup, dude. You know, yep. a little sip Woo. on his cup. Sippy cup. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh god. Um Oh boy. Anyway. Jeremy Renner. So this, I just, yeah, Jeremy Renner. And he had very fascinating social media presence that you have you 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 like you love pulling up his his stuff on Instagram and doing a like a side cover. By side. I do I do cover versions yeah. of 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 Renner Instagram posts. Um, he like yeah he has very interesting. He has a like fascinating hashtag game. He was really into the hashtag um, shared experiences. I don't know why, but he just kept posting images of himself with the hashtag shared experiences. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like like kind of like what I was talking about at the beginning. The kind of like um social media manager or what like you're being told i'm sure that somebody told him just like use hashtags because more people will find you um yeah sorry and, to dialogue and, and just like uh yeah yeah start a dialogue exactly so like yeah his, his 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 hashtag game is is very very wild but i also just listening to the music and like listening to how like slick it is and all the jeep ads and stuff he's just um I think he's on God tier as far as like making music and getting paid for. Dude, it, I think he has like an incredible like, manager, like manager agent, overperforming hundred percent. That commercial, oh, no, his reps are. He got like Apple work. to come together with Jeep and make a Jeremy Renner commercial where he gets road. Unbelievable! Like oh, the business of, of Jeremy Renner is booming. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the uh, the unifying theme between these guys so far and the ones coming up is that like. They're they're actors that usually just play like a normal guy in a movie. They're not, and they're good at it too. They're supposed to. Oh play yeah, a they're good actors. Man yeah, yeah, definitely. To the point where like you kind of don't even like really think you kind of for, can forget their presence in the movie sometimes because they're just playing like a normal likable guy. 
and it's it's uh surprising to find out when they have like rock like rock side projects and yeah bizarre rock bizarre social media behavior right <laughs> rockers um, bad boy rockers um <laughs> So okay, should we just go to our next our next fellow? Yeah, let's, let's go to the next one. Yeah, let's, oh, let's well, make sure we we cover them all. Before. I'm gonna <laughs> skip this one because he does not fit what I just described. I'm gonna put him at the last. Let's go to Kevin Costner, which okay, which yeah. brings us yeah. to the dark triad uh, between Bill Paxton, Dennis Quaid, and Kevin Costner. I mean, I feel like in the '90s, these three competing to be the the best coach. Hundred percent, trustworthy, going up for all male. the same, all the same roles, and then now they yeah. let their the rivalry lives on. I guess well, not with with the case of Paxton, but rest in, in terms peace. of the musical sphere, rest in peace. I mean, yeah, what a what a great guy. But at the very least, the like rivalry extends into the music sphere between yeah. Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, um, Spotify Battlefield. By the way, can yeah, I just definitely. real quick? Would you mind ranking them if you're gonna the Dark Triad? How would you rank them yourself? Um, Kevin Costner, uh, Wade, and... Um, yeah, that's a great question, and Paxton. Um, I will say... And I have IMDb just, and, here if you need any more info. And this is purely on on um, on acting, but I, I have, like... I have a weekly Zoom call with my childhood friends where we like all watch the same movie and then talk about it. It's, it's like, really, really uh-huh. fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's a really nice thing that, that we do every week. But um, we watched The Bodyguard. I don't even remember how we got on it. And it mm. was really bad. I, I really um, <laughs> did, did not enjoy it. So I'm, I'm going to have to go uh, Paxton, then Quaid, then Costner. That's going to be Oh, my... just because of that oh, one Oh, you're movie. putting Costner you're like, last? Uh, and then I, watched, then I watched Tin Cup also. That was another Kevin Costner movie I watched. And I, I found it like kind of slow and boring. And I, I find his... Um, I mean, look, his What about career, Field of Dreams? Which one? Field of Dreams. You know what? I've never seen Field mm-hmm. of oh, Dreams. Classic. Oh, wow. Dances with the Wolves. Are See, you guys, say, you guys are say, big. I'd say Costner is like a, a neutral force in this. Quaid has chaotic energy. Bill Paxton, <laughs> I'd say, is up. I, I'm, I'm not going to rank them myself right now, but like, there is kind of like a political compass to them, a non-political compass. I'd yeah, say. yeah. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, and I want to just clarify... Uh, that I think they all have had fantastic careers, and I have nothing but respect for the three of them. But uh, you know, choosing to ranking, I just my two most recent Costner experiences were negative. So I that's love definitely I love a good Costner playing a big experience. part in my like ranking. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, yeah. Should we get into his music? <laughs> let's get into let's get into his music. This is uh, "Feeling Like the Last Time" by Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner and the Modern West. Yeah, he's got a band, um, and he he uses the both. He'll post his music, and he'll do um, hashtag Kevin Costner, and then hashtag <laughs> Kevin Costner and Modern West in the same post in case anyone's searching for either of them. Oh, this, oh yeah, this I love top browsing. track has Lily Costner. Lily Costner's in the mix. Nice. Not not on this track, but I didn't even know about Lily Costner. Um, heir to the Costner throne, but um. Yeah, I wanted to pick a song. I just want to clarify because he does seem to collaborate with uh, female singers. I wanted just pure Costner to play for you guys. Yeah, uh, none, of, none of the duets, just all Costner unfiltered. And by the way, uh, I mean, yeah. you guys were kind of being, you know, taking cheap shots about him using the Kevin Costner hashtag in case anybody's browsing it. But, you know, he had to be specific. He can't be posting under the Costner hashtag because Lily Costner would share it with him. 
Obviously. Yeah, exactly. So he has to be specific. They probably came to some kind of agreement. I'll take the Kevin Costner <laughs> hashtag. You take the Lily Costner hashtag. And we could both share the Costner hashtag. All right. So anyway, <laughs> here's Feeling Like the Last Time by Kevin Costner in the Modern West. 42,000 plays on Spotify. Really interesting. There's a chill in the air. Blackbirds call. I can see the night come. The sun is losing its heat. It's breaking my heart. You slip away from me. Feeling like the last time. I'm laughing so hard trying to All imagine right. why you picked this song specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard when you sent me this list and I had to assemble this <laughs> playlist because... <laughs> These songs, they weren't like the number one played song. A lot of these weren't even the, the, the top five. You went five. in deep. I went deep. I yeah, had to, I wanted I had to. to often dive. I'm, I'm like, glad you did. You really, you like did, you did uh, extra credit homework. It, <laughs> it, it indicated to me that you've listened to the entire album. And oh, I, I, I maybe clicked around. I maybe did some clicking around. Some of these I, were deep. I, you know what though? Now, now that I, I heard all of that, got to that chorus, I, I, I think I will listen to the whole album after this. We, you know, we can do a follow-up maybe with Kevin, uh, you know, present. <laughs> oh, like, I love it. I, uh, you know, kind of like power pop vibe. Um, just like, I kind of like that chorus. I don't know. Yeah, no, that the chorus is like, I mean, I've never, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a songwriter like, like you, but... As as a as an observer, you know, feeling like the last time, I'm like, okay, oh yeah. Right. Oh my, wait, guys, I'm I'm sorry. I'll save this for later. I'll save this for later. I just have some breaking <laughs> information that could be huge for the dark triad. Um, let's stick. Oh my god, stick to oh, the what script. What are we talking? Bill Paxton had a band. I what? No idea. Oh, in huh. 1982, Paxton and his friend Andrew Todd Rosenthal formed a new wave musical band called Martini Ranch. The band released oh. its only full-length album, Holy Cow, in 1988 on Sire Records. The Martini album was, Ranch? The that album that was, sounds... Pause. That's the it. album was produced by Devo member Bob Ooh. Casal. Is that how you say that? Sorry, Devo fans. Um, and featured guest appearances by two other members of Devo. Dude, Holy shit. I know. Including Holy Mark, shit. Mark, Mark, Mark Mothersbaugh? Mothersbaugh? Was he in there? Was he in I the don't mix? know. It didn't specify. Uh... Music video for the band single Reach was directed by James Cameron. We're watching Ooh. this. This I is mean, like this sounds great. Also, it sounds Ranch. awesome. Yeah. All the all the collaborators. What a what a dream team. Eighties. Yeah. Would this have been like? Sorry, what year was it? Was it like after Aliens? This was uh eighty eight. Yeah, it must have been after Aliens. You know, Cameron. You know, they would have worked on Aliens, and then Paxton was like, "Yo, I got a album dropping. Can you make a video?" Oh my god. 
Um, Unbelievable. Wait, we got to watch this. James Cameron directed music video. And the fact that they are new wave. Dude, I'm very fascinated. Devo produced it. I'm really excited. Dude, my, my is pick is Paxton number that one. Good. My pick is Paxton number one's really paying dividends right now, by the way. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, really the top shelf pinnacle of the triad. Um, all yeah. right. Let's prove uh, it. I, uh, yeah, I that mean, being said, I've not heard this song. His, like, his peak. I'm, tr- I'm really curious what this music video is going to be like if James oh, Cameron directed it. Damn. All right, here we go. Yeah. Martini Ranch. Great band name, by the way. Okay, so we're in the California desert right now. Seven and a half minutes. <laughs> Seven and a half minutes? It must be like seeing... two minutes and then the song starts. Yeah. There's this is snake. wild. This is like an Old West scene. I mean, scene. this video is beautiful already. There's a man pulling up on a motorcycle. We don't know who it is. Okay, he's looking around. Oh, you know who it is. Yup. Okay. Kind of a Mad Max vibe to the scenes right now. I'm going to try to describe this. Kind of reminds me of the opening of the movie El Mariachi. <laughs> oh, there's some guys making uh, coffins. Damn. Oh, this video is cool. Damn. This is awesome. There's a guy in shackles. Yeah, this is definitely like Mad Max inspired. Road Warrior vibes. Um, seeing the thighs oh, of a strong man. But oh, no. goddamn. What's going on but here? But no, Ooh. it's a strong lady. Okay. They they mixed it up on us. It's a woman who's absolutely shredded in a bikini. She has a brand. Like, heated up in a... A fire. Now there's like a. I, I cannot believe how cinematic this is. This is very elaborate for a Martini I mean, Ranch music video. James Cameron, come on now. Now we're outside of a bordello of sorts. Oh, this is. Well, this is like the first thing that we've watched, where it's just like, oh, this is good. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Yeah, this is like really cool. I. He's chaining his motorcycle to uh, a hitching post. Oh my god. Yeah, this goes crazy. There's a guy cleaning it. I don't know what's going on. Hey, you big bone jerky neck. Skin me. Yeah, this is so sick. Thank you, man. You feel that right now. Stylistically, really standing out from the rest that we've seen. Oh, there's a storm blowing in now. Oh. Oh. Okay. Now we can just enjoy the music. God damn. Oh. There's some bad guys walking in. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let the music speak for itself. Uh, Oh, it's a gang of babes. Okay. Oh, wow. Listen to this song. He robbed a 
train near Santa Fe for money and for riches. It ended on a chain gang in them dirty striped bridges. When the shadow of the night came on, he was gone. One day he Okay. This is so wild. Oh, this is just good. This is just really good. Yeah, it kind of sounds like Dead or Alive. Oh, wow. Okay, I think we get it. I, yeah, we get I got the gist. it. We'll, we can definitely watch, get the gist. This let's is, just watch this later yeah, by ourselves. I mean, I'm shocked. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Stylistically, uh, really standing the taste. out. Unbelievable. The fact Taste, <laughs> I mean, he was using his resources so well. I'm legitimately shocked right now. I yeah. did not think that Bill Paxton would have a music career as well. You've I but a good like that's good. It was a good video, it was a good song, and it's like there's nothing to really like pick at there. Like it's just no, kind of like Yeah. That was just also like complete cutting edge music technology of the time. Yeah. Like that's definitely like a there's this famous like sampling synthesizer called a CMI Fairlight that was used on like Thriller and all the like Peter Gabriel records from the time and just like definitely used that kind of shit. It just uh my yeah, yeah my mind is fucking blown right now. Uh thank you for finding that. <laughs> yeah, right? that's so sick. Um what a find. Let me see if there's anything else about this, but yeah. Also Martini Ranch, what a name. Love I'm it. trying to Incredible see if there's name. a Martini Ranch merch out there that I could buy. The oh, late great yeah. Bill Paxton. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know, I mean, we're talking Twister. We're talking True Lies, yeah. Apollo 13. I mean, you're weird really science. yeah, the Bill Paxton is as the number one slot, I think is just undeniable. Titanic. Yeah. Titanic, he plays kind of like the uh the James Cameron Cameron proxy in that movie. He plays like the director uh the James Cameron type that he inserted. Um, I mean, don't get me don't get me going down the hole, the James Cameron hole, because I've always no, been no. a fan. But, <laughs> um, very wild. Yeah, God. Martini damn. Ranch. All right. Yeah. Oh, this is great, great music, great, great video, great you know creative direction. What a roller coaster. Just, yeah. Oh my God. So we need to we need to get back into uh, shitty stuff. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> before before Chris is out of here. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. We have uh, two options to go down right now. Uh, I'll give you a choice. We either go Steven Seagal or David Duchovny. Chris, what do you think? Um, let's. Do we want to maybe just finish with Duchovny and then? So Seagal. Yeah, I think Seagal. Well, oh yeah, he's too easy. Seagal, can we do Seagal quickly? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we could mention him, but I think he's not. Well, it's Steven a different Se- vibe. It's a different vibe. I, I think, think he doesn't fit the format because Steven Seagal is absolutely weird as fuck, and I'm not <laughs> surprised he makes music at all. Um, yeah, Seagal's on on like another like, like it makes perfect sense that he has a a blues band. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. These guys yeah, are agree. like I agree. Like they're played to be a norm, or like they they get paid to be a normal guy that everybody likes, and it's like kind of an like, like Seagal's always been a wild card. Yeah. Like he can play like kind of like a bad guy, uh, you know. It's interest. It's an interesting choice to be the straight man in a movie that everybody's like you're. You're supposed to like, 
and to then go and put out music, which uh, kind of like risks that, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. definitely okay, let's, let's, uh, let's give Duchovny a listen. And he's like, Duchovny's a renaissance man because I, I started following him on Instagram and he just put out a novel this week. I think he's written multiple novels. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's checking he's, that out. He's made like at least two albums. I know he went kind of like mildly viral with this image like in maybe 2018, 2019 where it was him uh, standing in kind of like a, a white undershirt and wearing sunglasses inside. There was a microphone and then on a music stand was a laptop and he just said recording new songs and I really loved that, that <laughs> image. It was just like a really good... I think that, that kind of brought uh, David Duchovny's music career more to like the internet's attention but he also like you know I, I read a little bit he you know after he broke up with his wife he found that like picking up a guitar and writing songs was like his way of kind of like you know picking his life back together so I think that that's kind of like a beautiful story as well so I don't know I also like I didn't realize he put out a song last year and it kind of I just want to say kind of sounds like the strokes just a little bit I don't know if you'll oh. you'll hear it there but some of the guitar okay. tones and some of the chords and stuff, it had a little bit of a strokesy vibe. Interesting. Um, yeah, he's a fascinating character, David Duchovny, 100%. Also, before we listen to this, do you remember the song from, uh, I think, like, 99? Um, David Duchovny by Bree Sharp. That song that was like, David Duchovny, Why Don't You Love Me? Are you aware of this? No, I, I was a big fan of this Welsh band, Catatonia, who had a song called Mulder and Scully, which I think everybody should check out. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't know that one, no. Oh, yeah. There was a song, a hit song about David Duchovny, like in the peak of his fame, 100%. But let's get let's stick to the script and we'll t listen to David Duchovny's band. Um, all right. So you picked this one, Laying on the Tracks by David Newest Duchovny. Newest Reese, latest drop. Okay, latest drop. Um. I'll have to share a screen for this so we could, you know, kind of enjoy this together. But yeah, I'll, I'll read these stats. Laying on the tracks, uh, 23,000 plays on uh, Spotify. That's the lowest play count we've seen so far. Uh, that being said, it's new. So we'll give them that. Oh, this is real. October 27th, 2020. So a few months. Yeah, new shit. Let's go. David Duchovny, Laying on the Tracks. I do hear the strokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's... You could very much tell that he's singing. Like, it's... Yeah, there's a part of us that's always been at home. Okay. Nobody knows you have the time. Have you seen what it's like at the razor's edge? Thank you. 
get the vibe. I that almost, was good. I almost played it in full. It was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think uh, he's got a nice baritone voice. I like very his much. Voice. Yeah. I like, like the the production. You know, that was the besides Martini Ranch. I think of the the like living the actors that are still with us whose music you played. I think that was by far the the best. I I, I like most that listenable. A lot. I Definitely. yeah. I, Literally liked it. I mean, I could <laughs> easily see you like catching you listening to one of these. You know? <laughs> oh, I mean, you can you can catch me on. I mean, you're already Spotify tr- trying to listen that, to verse in the two. fucking corner, and it's gonna say laying on the tracks, David Duchovny <laughs> by my name. With his singing voice, very much sounds like his speaking voice, which made it a little surreal. It was like Fox Mulder was kind of talking to me. Um, he has a recognizable voice, though. Very recognizable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 like that. I'd say we're we're in. Sub- I don't know. We have, we we haven't really waited. I like it. Yeah. I certainly I certainly do. Good for him. You know. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. No. I I think that's a like. It's tasteful, like good sense of melody. I like his voice. Uh. Yeah. I I, I I'm with you, Brandon. I'm 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 pro. Um, oh, yeah. Man, well, we've actually spent a lot of time doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but we we yeah. went deep. No, I feel like I mean, there's it is kind of endless. There's You're so right. much like, um, but I, I feel I, I just I want to say thanks, guys, for being so down and doing this this deep dive and uh, you know shedding light on a. <laughs> A, a little known corner of the music industry. I really yeah. Appreciate I mean, you it. really you really made this one easy for us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's gonna be some submissions probably after this. Like, you might have to come back on the podcast because people are gonna be probably finding other middle aged male white male actors who have music careers. I would love to be back anytime. I mean, and I, I can I think of they, some they keep off, doing it. off top. I mean, Kevin Bacon, Bruce Willis, those are obvious ones, but I don't think it has the same yeah. flavor. I was thinking uh, another one would be Jeff Daniels, who's like shockingly put out like six albums. Oh, um, yes. I, and I love him, but he the reason why I didn't uh, suggest him today is he has he's not on social media, um, which, uh, you know, I think that's there's a benefit to that in, in a way. Right. Um, but like, uh, yeah, there, there I mean, there's a, there's it's endless. There's so I do many. remember being at Iron Horse Music Hall specifically, like doing a stand up show there and then seeing like posters for Jeff Daniels like he, he being in town like a month later same venue so amazing you know <laughs> me and yeah me and me and Jeff Daniels were playing the same damn venues similar caps yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um, um amazing also uh so, Stephen Stephen King is in a band full of writers did you know that? oh whoa oh. yeah they play rock covers that's fire yeah that's fun um hell yeah all right well dude Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks uh, for coming on and plug your, yeah, plug please your plug album. your own now. Okay, yeah. So so if uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, walk away from this. I think first off, listen to Martini Ranch, then listen to <laughs> David Duchovny, then listen to Jeremy Renner, then listen to Dennis Quaid, um, and then li- listen to Kevin Costner. And after you've listened to all those, uh, <laughs> if you feel so inclined, please consider checking out my new album, Dead Hand Control. And it's under just Bayo. Just Bayo, just, just my Bayo. last name. Just Bayo. You'll you, you'll find it. You'll find it there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for coming on. Listen to the album. And uh, rest in peace. You know, rest in peace to Bill Paxson. Rest in peace. To oh Bill my God. Goddamn Paxson. Yeah. Fucking legend. I mean, I feel like that was a blip on the radar in 2017, but we should have dwelled on that a bit more, in my opinion. It's very yeah. sad. Rest well, in we're peace, dwelling man. on it right now, and that's and that's a testament to the 
you know, the legend. The legend of Paxton. Um, Paxton. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Say I'm not.